to head on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wigand and with me today is Logan Stump. How are you today, Logan? Oh, new year, new me, man. Um, I'm sick, so that's always fun, but yeah, so I think everybody is. I think like half the population is sick, so. Yes, pretty much. (laughs) Um, I know a lot of my family and my wife's family is uh, under the weather currently, so yeah, it's been... uh... It's better than being above the weather, I guess. Like if you were above it and You'd be dead, <laughs> yeah. in essence. Yeah, that would not be good. You'd be out of the <laughs> Um, uh, It's been a bit since we've recorded. Uh, we have the... When was the last time we recorded? The World Cup? Yeah, the final. final? Yeah, and then we yeah. took off for the holidays. So I hope everyone had a great holiday season. We are back to kind of catch up on some stuff that um, we may have missed during that time of doing the World Cup. And... Uh, we, what we have here is pretty much a minute to two minutes for each team. Uh, so strap in. It's probably going to be around an hour long of a podcast episode, which might actually be shorter than some of the other ones we've done. And uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll get going into this, I guess, pretty uh, soon here. Um, one other thing I want to say, I was on the final third as they're relaunching they're kind of focusing more on like the business uh, and money aspects of soccer. And they're talking about the EPL. Um, I was on there with AJ, who's been on the show previewing Minnesota United with, with Jack. And uh, yeah, so I was on there talking English Premier League. So if you're interested in English Premier League and a New Year's resolution for each club in the Premier League, you can listen to that episode that should be up today. I believe I haven't been tagged in it yet, but it's coming today apparently. So yeah, uh, it was good to talk Premier League again. We haven't done that since like stop, stoppage time uh, soccer show, but also uh, it is, I, I had to kind of like really research because I was like, it's just like, whew, like I'm so wrapped up in the U S men's national team, world cup, the MLS stuff recently that I had to kind of uh, dive in and, look at actual like stats for the Premier League, which I haven't done in a, in a long time. You know what's weird about that is I was thinking about that as you were doing it. I'm going, 
man, it's been such a long time. And plus, I was watching yesterday. Uh, I was watching City play, and I'm like, it feels like this was years ago that this stopped. Like, I, I, it feels like like when they said Nottingham Forest are playing Chelsea, I'm like, I forgot Nottingham was in the, <laughs> in the Premier League. League. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? To be fair, they're yeah. probably not going to be next year. No. So. Yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and get started, I guess. So we're going to start in that. We're going to go alphabetical order. Uh, so we're not picking favorites here. We're going to start with Atlanta United, who also probably had the biggest storyline of the offseason so far when Garth Lagerway left Seattle Sounders and has become president and CEO of Atlanta United, which is different. He was the GM of uh, Seattle. He's on a title higher than that so it's kind of like a promotion we already know joseph martinez was not returning in 2023 but they did sign Derek Etienne jr in free agency and i guess logan your thoughts on Lagerway, who had a champion a concacaf champions league final team in rsl who won mls cup he goes to seattle he wins everything in seattle and uh, now it's going to Atlanta. For me, this is exactly what it ne- Atlanta needs to kind of get back on, get back on path here. But I want to know your thoughts. Yeah, it's interesting. You and I talked about this. We said that the one big problem that Atlanta United had was just the fact that their front office seemed to not be able to do anything. And Garth Lagerway is going to be able to spend more money because Arthur Blank is going to give him the all the resources that he needs to fill out this team. Uh, and he's got to fill out a team that's pretty much without. Um, the best player in MLS, arguably. Um, so it, it went healthy. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how Garth builds his team. But I'm excited because of how successful uh, that Seattle's been. So I think Garth becoming CEO and president, Jordan fixes all the problems that they had in the front office. And I think that this is a tremendous hire, probably one of the best hires in the offseason that was made and maybe one of the biggest offseason moves that we'll see. Yeah, I saw some people saying, like, it's uh, like – that this is like Balkanegra should be let go and stuff. It sounds like he's still keeping his position, but Lagerway is just above him now, I guess. Uh, I'm not really sure how, you know, some of these clubs don't have the same sort of structure as other clubs. So you're looking at, okay, GM or CEO and like trying to figure out what is above who and who is above what. And um, what I, what I like about this Garth Lagerway is kind of like the biggest name in a general manager spot. And what this kind of reminds me of, Logan, is when you have like Theo Epstein in baseball go from like the Red Sox to the Cubs or, you know, stuff like that. It's like when we can get to a spot in MLS where some of these big names, general managers are also moving around and creating headlines and creating dynasties at each stop that they're going to. That's a really good. That's really good for, for the league. That that is that that is very good because you don't get a lot of this, I don't think, over in England. Because for a while they didn't really have like directors over there, right? It was the manager brought in players, he did all of this, and they're kind of breaking away from that. But we their names are still not super well known. While over here we know our GM names um, for all of our sports, right? Uh, because that's who it ultimately we put all of the the shoulder we shoulder all of the blame on is the GM and the coach. And it's like, after they go through a few coaches, we start looking at the GM, right. And stuff like that. So Atlanta needed some sort of, um, 
how am I trying to, what word am I looking for? They needed some sort of, I guess, through line to make this uh, better and to kind of give the fans, hey, we went out and got the guy, right? Uh, Remember Seattle and how we were modeling after Seattle and how everybody models after Seattle and how great they are? We're going to go get that guy and he's going to do the same thing here. So hopefully that's good for Atlanta. I'm sure Atlanta fans are hopefully happy, but um, this is probably the longest we'll spend on a team just because this news was was pretty pretty big. I remember kind of being mind blown when this thing uh, broke during the World Cup here. All right, we good for Austin? Let's do it. Austin FC, they also made a big move. Jassy Zardes joining Austin in free agency, something that couldn't have been done just a few years ago before free agency came into the league. So this is, again, another thing that players pushed for in their CBA talks and also something that helps the league, again, getting, you know, what do we look at every time a baseball or NFL season, NBA season ends? We're looking at free agents. Who's available? Who can the team go out and get? And the fact that Austin's able to go in and get Zardes is pretty big deal. Um, I don't know. Do you, you think he's the starting forward, or is it just? I, I think he's a solid depth bench option. I think. Yeah, it's interesting because Sebastian Jerusi is going to be in that spot. So I, I mean, like it, it feels like one of those systems that's going to be played. Like he's going to play a Maxi Rudy spot. So like it'll be Sebastian and uh, Zardes. It sounds like. I don't know though. I, I've just not been impressed with Sardes lately. Like it just doesn't feel like he's got the steam anymore. But I mean, I might be wrong. Uh, they created the most chances, I think, in the league last year. So I think, you know, putting him on on opposite sides, I, I just worry about uh, Austin's attack seems to be very central based, and Zardes is more beneficial when he can get on the end of balls. So I, I just it's a weird mix of style. I think I. I I personally, going out on a limb here in January 2nd, I, I just don't think it goes as well. I think this is, like you said, more of a depth piece just in case. I say the opposite. I think it goes very well. Think I think so? him getting with Josh Wolf, who was an assistant when he was with Caleb Porter at the crew, and you have – or Berhalter at the crew, right? Yeah, Berhalter. And um, yeah. Zardes. Uh, like, I don't know. I think that, obviously, he's not going to be probably a sign that gives you, like, 20 goals right but i think he can contribute and make this team um a little stronger and and when they had problems scoring goals i feel like having somebody that look zarda's consistency is all over the place right uh so sometimes he'll be very clinical sometimes he's going to miss an easy chance but if you keep creating chances he's going to put some away that's probably going to look good and i think being in a style that fits more his to his strengths is going to help more. Um, the crew, when we look at it, you know, where he was, he did well there when he first got there. And then after that, um, kind of struggled a bit, I think, because the crew struggled a bit. Like, uh, th- this is, I don't know, I think it'll be a good signing. I'm not going to go say that this is like a great signing. I think this is probably can get you seven to 10 goals. And I think that might help them a little bit more than what they were doing last year. Um, they also had Brad Stewart sign an extension uh, through 2025 with a club option in 2026. And they also signed a young forward, Alfonso Acampo Chavez from Seattle as well. Now that I think is a really depth 
youth. Uh, you know, a lot of times when we're talking about youth, they don't get as many chances as some of the more um, veteran options. I like that they blocked up Stuber though. That's a it's a huge yes. signing. Probably he one was, of the best keepers in MLS recently. So, and he's a pretty big part of their club. You know, right. uh, how many games he kept them in. All right, let's go to Charlotte. I guess here we got Charlotte. Um, so apparently they have an agreement between forward Enzo Copetti from Racing Club in Argentina. Uh, they lost Daniel Rios to Chivas. They traded with St. Louis for the first pick of the 2023 Super Draft, and they defended. I mean, they drafted defender Hamidi Diop from Clemson. Your thoughts, Logan, on what Charlotte has done so far and uh, any of those potential signings? Uh, I did think it was interesting going through, like, Charlotte Twitter yesterday, and they were talking about, like, we've signed our goal scorer, our, our number nine, our forward. And then I'm like, did Carol Swiderski left <laughs> leave? So I went and Googled it, and he's not gone. I'm so confused. Um, so I don't know what the Charlotte Twitter was talking about. But uh, it's another option, a goal scorer, 11 goals in 25 matches with Racing Club in Argentina, which is their top division um, club over there. <clears throat> I, I think it's a good signing. Um, he's a young kid, so 26, uh, which is a pretty good little spot to be in. It's kind of in your prime. Um, but he's got – you know, a little bit of a track record of um, scoring and, and scoring big goals. So I'm, in, I'm excited to see what he does with Charlotte. Um, Charlotte goes out uh, and gets another DP that I think is an interesting signing. So um, Charlotte doing some good business. And then they were also today it dropped that they were actually in on uh, who was it? It was from West Ham. Uh, is his name Westwood? I think I forget the guy, the kid's name now that I'm blanking on it, but um, I mean, Charlotte's doing some business. Uh, so I, I think that's exciting for them to see um, some players come through that system and, and hopefully play well uh, in a Charlotte system that played pretty well last year. The thing for me when we talk about signing players like Enzo and stuff like that is when they're coming from Argentina or Brazil and then getting their time to acclimate to the league. And some of these players recently have been more busts and hits. So for me, that's up in the air, right? But with how well they finished last year, um, it's kind of like I'm in this rock in a hard place, I guess, when we're looking at when we'll do previews for Charlotte fully is, and when we're making predictions for the season, which starts in a month and a half, <laughs> is like did they do enough and are they, go are they good enough? Like, was it just something that like when they got rid of their manager, they started playing better, but can they continue that into this year while also having Nashville come back to the East again and, you know, having another spot for a playoff team that can potentially swoop in and take a playoff spot because Nashville's coming back over. So that that's, um, kind of where I'm at with, with Charlotte. Not sure if they've, you know, I can't really say if they've done enough or not. MLS clubs, I feel like, leave it late a lot of the times when they're making these signings, right? Like, how many times do we go into preseason and not everything, like a club hasn't done anything, and then they, all of a sudden they start making these signings or promoting players from the youth club and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it'll be 
it'll be something for sure. Let's let's take a look at Chicago, uh, who for me have not really done anything so far, and uh, I, I don't really know where they're going with it, but they have uh, signed a player on loan from the Swiss club FC Lugano. That's Marin Haley Salese. If I said that right, they also had a new contract for Gaston Jimenez, who uh, opens up a DP spot, a DP spot, and they're looking to add a DP goal scorer. But uh, I guess your thoughts on Chicago fire. Uh, not much uh, disappointment. I think uh, just because this, this club is such a big market team, Jordan. It's just they're playing in Soldier Field still. Um, they're having the New York City FC problem, except they don't spend as much money as NYCFC. So there's nothing to get excited about. Um, Ezra Henderson, Henderson is uh, a good coach, but I think is just going to be stuck where he is just because this is just a team that never adds good talent. And when they do, it, it fizzles out. Um, Shakiri really didn't pan out. I think like they thought he would, he's been decent, but he's not been the, the difference maker that they thought. I think, um, I don't know. I'm just so underwhelmed by this team. Uh, I think this is a season where they were looking to hopefully make the playoffs. And if they don't make the playoffs, which I don't think they do um, spoiler alert, I, I just, this team's just ready to implode at any moment. And I think that this team is just, it's just a disaster watching them try to put the team together. Well, what I was going to say is, because uh, you just said spoiler, I was going to say, here's my too early prediction here. Is <laughs> wooden spoon contender, Chicago right. Fire, is what I got right now. Yeah. Right? Um, I, I don't think they're really helping the manager at all with with building the team at all, uh, to give him some something to put together here. And, and you, what you, this is ideal, right? Ideal would have been, you, you move from Bridgeview or whatever, right? Uh, back to soldier field. You have new owners go out and actually spend money. I guess they tried with Shakiri, but you can't just focus on one player. You got to like put it all in, get the good players and then kind of come to this soldier field again of, Hey, we're totally brand new. We got our new logo again, right? This logo. We've got, uh, we're back in the city. We're spending money. We're going to be competitive. And they've kind of said that stuff, but I feel like they haven't actually followed through with that stuff. And, and that's probably the problem there. So let's go uh, over to Cincinnati here, uh, where we have. Uh, them who they've acquired a 20 year old midfielder, Marco Angulo from Independiente de Valle of the Ecuadorian Liga Pro. Uh, TQL Stadium was named one of the best sports venues in the world by UNESCO. And the big question is, how long does Brandon Vasquez stay in Cincy? They had some big bids rejected from uh, Liga Mekis, and I think that's probably good for him. I think. You know, if he just gives it another year or two of banging in goals, he might be able to go Europe. Not saying like a big club in Europe, but just somewhere better than Liga Mekis, I think. Yeah, it's this team still is kind of like standing pat. I think January will be interesting for them just because I do think they'll go out and add another piece. And maybe Brandon Vasquez is on the move, and maybe that's what they're waiting on is that money and that cash flow from the potential sale of Brandon Vasquez. Um, I mean, I honestly, Jordan, I, I think I strike when the, the iron is hot. 
I think you'd sell him and see how much money you can get for him. Uh, because I think this team does a really nice job of allocation of funds. Um, so bringing in somebody like that, um, I think it would be massive for this club just because I think they've taken that next step finally. And, and this is a big moment for Cincinnati. Um, kudos to them on the stadium, though. I mean, it, it, that's exciting because we've talked to Brian uh, about this uh, when it opened and just his experience. And he said it was phenomenal. Um, and honestly, I think he undersold it. <laughs> like it, to be named one of the best sports venues in the world. Uh, and this was announced when they had this big conference. And it was up against the likes of uh, different stadiums uh, that you hear about uh, in Europe. I mean, just the fact that TQL Stadium, one here in the United States, won uh, an award like that, as prestigious as uh, that award is, uh, it's pretty exciting. But I think, again, it shows you that Cincinnati's ready to play on a big level. And I think that they finally took that step last year. It'll be interesting to see what they do uh, in this transfer window, but I think it's clogged jam by are they selling Brandon Vasquez or not? And I think once that choice is made, then I think they can go and do things in the transfer. What happened? It sounded like you said clog jammed instead of log jammed. So oh, yeah, funny. no, log jammed. Sorry. It's like my, my throat is having an issue here. Um, it's like log jammed. I probably did say clog jammed because um, my head's clog jammed. Um, but <laughs> no, but well, it, I, for Cincy, you know, I, I have faith in Chris Albright. If I'm a, if I found yeah. a Cincy fan with how well he turned that around so quickly along with Pat Noonan coaching. So, uh, you know, union junior pretty much FC right. Cincinnati. So I, I think they will be consistent for a long time if they, uh, just make the right moves. Uh, Colorado Rapids. So they signed a uh, winger forward from, galaxy kevin cabral which most people saw as a really bad deal for the rapids a really great deal for la cole bassett mm-hmm. has returned from his loan at fortuna Sitard, and uh they signed 22 year old forward calvin harris from cincinnati uh not much it's going on right it. now with the... <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's why i was like wait what but i typed uh, it with the rapids look they're they they won the West two mm. years ago, right? Last year did not get close. And if I had to guess, are not going to get close going into next year. Um, I don't know if any of these moves move the needle. And uh, it's just kind of an unfortunate Stan Kroenke owned team at this point. Yeah, what a disaster they were um, last year. Tenth in the West. They go out and get Kevin Cabral, and like you said, Jordan, uh, that you alluded to it, they could have handcuffed the Galaxy. Um, and yeah, the Galaxy were handcuffed. Uh, and you take down a team in the West because you, you, you could keep that kid on their team. But Kevin Cabral is going to eat up a DP spot. Um, he's a lot of money. He's a, a big contract. You go and get him. He's not been really that impressive. He hasn't lived up to the hype. And you go and save the Galaxy. And the Galaxy in a world of hurt right now, um, which we'll get to. But um, Kevin Cabral is not the needle mover. Uh, Cole Bassett is a more, um, I guess, fine-tuned player, and I think help out. It will help out this team again once he returns because of how big that is for him um, to come back. He hated his time where he was, so bringing him back off of that loan, maybe re-energized to kind of prove a point that he belongs somewhere else again. Um, you get a rejuvenized player, but I just. I just don't see them making much of a move in the West right now. And that's unfortunate because they won the West a couple of years ago. 
Yeah, not much to talk about with them. Let's go to Columbus Crew, who also had a pretty big uh, offseason so far. They hired Wilfred Nancy as their next head coach to replace Caleb Porter, uh, but they did end up losing Pedro Santos, Arthur, and Derek Entian Jr., but they did sign defender Jimmy Madronda from Seattle. Um, for me, I think this is Crew's going to be going up. Now, it may take this year, right? Uh, Because they lost some players. But being able to sign Nancy, being able to hopefully give him freedom, it sounds like he was having some issues with Montreal head, like uh, Montreal leadership anyway. So he makes the move to some club that's probably desperate for some sort of um, revitalization, even though they just won MLS Cup a few years ago. But, you know, uh, that was the past. So now they're looking forward, and I think they may have gotten a coach that can really, really help this team if they allow him to do what he wants with it. Yeah, I, you know, a 2020 season that saw the crew win. Uh, again, a lot of people put the asterisks next to the 2020 season, but that still means they went through the gauntlet. They won that season. Uh, kudos to them. It's the same thing they try to do with the union, but clearly the union are on a different path and trajectory where I think the crew kind of snuck in to the playoffs and have missed the playoffs twice. And they go out and replace Caleb Porter with Wilfred Nancy. Wilfred Nancy had Montreal playing out of their minds. I don't think they were that great, but they, they, they played above expectations in way or at a level that, I mean, you saw some of their players leave for some, some bigger clubs, but um, this is a huge signing for them. We talked about how much Caleb Porter was just a letdown. I think um, this seems like one of those hires, Jordan, that we're going to be talking about as a difference maker in the Eastern conference. They still have some retooling to do. I'm interested to kind of see what they do with that. Um, but excited because I think it's going to, it's going to lead to a lot of success for the Columbus crew in 2023 just because I think they've got some good pieces to build around. DC United. <clears throat> now they signed Pedro Santos from the crew. They got Derek Williams, Alex Bono, Tyler Miller, um, Mohan, uh, Mohanded uh, <laughs> Hayes, if I said that right, sorry. Uh, now, this is where it kind of comes into the question, right? Uh, Wayne Rooney did not sign a long-term deal, so I think it just extends through this season. And uh, they also linked to Klish from uh, Leeds. So that has not been finalized. Ultimately, I think they've added a lot of good MLS experienced players. Uh, when you look at, you know, Tyler Miller, uh, signing Bono, signing uh, Santos. But it's, can Rooney get the team going he did have an effect when he first got there but then the team kind of fizzled out because it just wasn't a well-built squad at all and now you have which we'll talk about Hernan Losada going to Montreal and probably having a point to prove after getting fired pretty quickly from DC um, United so I don't know I'm very interested to see how DC handles this I think that there's still moves to be made for them but I wouldn't be surprised if they are better than last year. They definitely have to be better than Wooden Spoon winner. Yeah. You just collect, I mean, MLS talent. The East is so weak compared to the West. Um, Jordan, if you look at the teams, you're just like, I mean, these teams have, Orlando's lost steam. 
enter Miami's uh, kind of going, what the hell do we do now? Uh, Messi didn't come. So now what do we do? Um, it's kind of like this revolving door in the Eastern conference. It's like, who's going to play well, new England was awful last year and they haven't really done much to advance uh, their position. Uh, Atlanta United stinks. Um, it, and I think they'll get better, but it'll take, be a couple of years. So if DC can just add a couple of guys, I mean, they were, um, but they won wooden spoon. Did they win wooden spoon last year? Right. Yeah. DC did. Yeah. Yeah. So Bruni magic, maybe. Not I think sure if it's winning the wooden spoon. I know I said that as well, but no, they won it. <laughs> being they won awarded it. it. It's I hard guess. to do. No. Uh, but I think Jordan, you put in some, uh, like you said, MLS level talent that's been in this league. I think you can make a push for that bottom of the East um, without doing much. I really so, like Santos as well. I really I, do. I do too. Yeah, I like that signing. And I like I know Tyler Miller wasn't great and hadn't been great, but I think this move might be different. Alex Bono's pretty decent too. Because um, they end like up losing that. Hamid, right? He retired. Yeah. Yes. So I think both keepers left um that they had. So mm-hmm. they're 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 looking to have more success there. And I think because oh, the they got rid of Ochoa. Right. Right, right. So yeah, so I think this is this is massive for them to get, you know, these MLS better MLS quality veterans. So um, pretty interesting to see what Rooney does. So we'll go over to Dallas now and they have signed uh, Jose Mulatto, Sebastian Ibaga, uh, right? How do I pronounce that? I would say Abiega. <laughs> I have no Yes, idea. you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm pretty sure you're right. Like I can hear it and I can tell if I'm saying it wrong, but I can't figure out Abiaga, right? Yeah. Uh Giovanni Jesus, uh Farfan and Legit sign extensions. Franco Yara uh on the move from Dallas. There's rumors that uh they are trying to sell. Um I guess any any thoughts here on Dallas as a whole? I think that they were a surprise team last year. I think that they are very interesting going into this year, but I'm not sure if they'll be able to. Uh, I'm not sure if a lot of this moves moves the needle here. Yeah, I, I mean, they're kind of stuck in a really tough West too. Uh, they lose Matt Hedges, uh, who I think is Toronto, maybe Toronto Mound. You have to check that for me. I forget. I'm pretty um, sure. I think that's who it was. Um, but yeah, it, it it'll be interesting. They they're kind of one of those teams, Jordan, that I think in January, if they don't make a bigger move than what they've already done, then I could see this kind of being like one of those uh, regression to the mean kind of things, uh, just because I think they outperform what they were supposed to last year. Um, I know, you know, Ariola's good. Um, he's had a, a good season. Al Velasco is still there. Um, you've got good pieces. Paxton Pomical um, has played pretty well. Legette's back. Um, so, I think you've got an interesting squad. I just don't think they've made that move yet. And if they don't make that move, then there could be some issues, uh, I think, because I just don't think they're talented enough to bounce LAFC or, or Austin. So. Yes, Matt Hedges to Toronto. That's right. I, I can remember. Houston Dynamo, they hire Ben Olsen as their new manager. I feel like every season we've talked about a new manager for Houston Dynamo at this point. <laughs> new team. It, it was Tab, right? Yeah, Tab. And then, and then last year was Nakamura. Or, uh, what the hell is yeah. Pablo Nakamura? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And now Ben Olsen. <laughs> I, I googled this Jordan, and I was like, "Is this right? Like, am I googling the right person?" I was like, "Did Ben Olsen go somewhere else?" I'm like, "I'm pretty sure it was Houston." And we just had Pablo Nakamura 
Like, yeah. I, yep. oh. And, and you know what you were, uh, yeah. So you've covered this league for three seasons now and each one, a new dynamo manager. <laughs> I'm like new front office staff. It's yes. so confusing. Uh, Fafa Pico and Tim Parker have left the club. Uh, they did sign a forward Achara, uh, midfielder Artur, and free agent goalkeeper Andrew Tarbell. Look, this will really be this will really be interesting because Dynamo, I feel, are a club that are very satisfied with the absolute minimum yeah um now you might say well then why do they keep firing managers because they can't find anybody <laughs> they can't what, what we're talking about by minimum is not like just finishing a wooden spoon what i mean no. is like minimum enough to keep the fans interested i guess you could say ben olsen had a long career at dc united it was very up and down and this is the kind of move that if I'm a Houston fan, I did not want. I want okay. them to make a splash and get a big name manager. I would want something equivalent to that Garth Lagerway signing of okay. we're serious about this. We're going to be competing. And for Ben Olsen, it's going to be interesting to see, okay, like how different is the front office compared to DC or the ownership compared to DC? Because I feel like he's not going to get any bigger signings than he did at DC. And I don't think they're going to spend as much as DC or much more than DC. So I look at it and I think next year, we're probably talking about another manager again, or they had another bad season and they're just riding out Ben Olsen. Like that's kind of what I'm thinking here. Um, it could go either way, though. Like Ben Olsen could have one of his 2013 seasons when he won, I think, Open Cup, but also finished like Wooden Spoon or something. You know, like he it could be something like that, or it could be his playoff runs with DC. But then the next year, he's immediately back near the bottom of the West. You know, it could be anything like that with this Houston club. And I'm just not really sure what to think of it. Yeah, I think San Jose gets better too, and they were the only team keeping them from the bottom of the West. Jordan, um, this team's a disaster and a half. They're losing their veteran presence in Tim Parker and Fafa Pico, which were probably two of their best players. I mean, like it just feels. And like you said, the Ben Olsen thing was just. I remember when you texted me and said, "What? What? Like really, Ben Olsen? Like, I mean, you could have done a lot better than that." And it, it seems like this team, like you said, is just happy to satisfy their fans. Like, hey, he did something with DC United at one point, but he's also done uh, diddly squat. And that's why he was sitting around waiting for a manager job. Like, it, it just feels like a really weird signing. They go out and they're trying to piece together teams that are that I, they're just a mess. They go out and get um, Sebastian Ferreira last year, who I don't think is uh, that much of a needle mover on this team and now he really isn't you lose fafa pico who's one of your best creating uh, attacking wingers so i don't know i have no idea what they're doing this seems like it's going to only get worse from here uh, and jordan now i mean you're five or ten years deep in behind an austin and dallas team that are going to constantly build successful teams i think so i mean they are really far behind in the texas trio 
and and then that's not good because uh, Houston's not the most pleasant city to be in. Um, Dallas and Austin are where free agents and signings are going to want to go, and it's not going to be Houston. If you're a Houston fan, you thank God that the Astros are good because <laughs> right. the Texans and Dynamo have been god-awful. And the Rockets. They're horrible. And the Rockets. Yeah, yeah. They have not been good either. Okay, let's move on to Sporting Kansas City, which had some of the wildest news that came out this week. Cristiano Ronaldo almost joined SKC on a record deal. Let's talk about that first. This might be one that we spend some time on. What? This is wild. They had his discovery rights, which is just so <laughs> MLS, weird. right? But also the fact that like they had to have multiple talks because his his management was actually very interested in it is wild. Because we were just talking about after MLS Cup final when I said like what the perks of an LAFC is versus the perks of a Philly, right? And how those teams are built. Where I'm like, fan, you know, these type of players would never come to Philly. They're going to go to LA. They're going to go to Miami. They're going to go to New York. Well, apparently Ronaldo, one of the biggest, uh, what the most followed person on Instagram, like he is up there, was almost close to joining SKC. I don't know how this could possibly be true, but Boger and Twelman both reported this. And the only reason I question that is because he's making $75 million a year in the Saudi Arabia club that he joined. But also on top of that, he's getting money for being an ambassador for 2030 Saudi Arabia bid for the World Cup. How could this SKC offer have been lucrative enough to have his management continue to look at it, except for the fact that maybe Ronaldo just didn't want to go to Saudi Arabia? That's the only thing I could think of why SKC would have been so lucrative for his team to keep talking with them. Supposedly. And, and I've only heard this like, and, it, and this is the only thing that makes sense in my mind is that they were going to give him like ownership in the club and then give him ownership with the Kansas city chiefs which is the NFL team there. Like they were going to give him a ton of stuff. Like, you know, he would sign all these deals with all these restaurants and all these brands. They've given him yes, and they did use. Like, by the way, they used Mahomes as an example yes. of a world superstar who's playing in a media market like SKC. Right. And I will say, Jordan, that Oklahoma City, Kansas City, and St. Louis are three of the best fan fan based um, franchises in probably the United States, and they're all located in that strange little triangle there. Um, and Midwest fans are crazy about their sports. So, I mean, yeah, I could totally see them giving him like the key to the city and, and just giving him all sorts of access to Kansas city that, you know, they're treating him like he, now I, I think it would be funny to have him land in Kansas city and he'd go, what the heck? <laughs> like, what is all this stuff? I'm so confused. All these um, cows and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but it is interesting to me because I do think uh, in due time, I, I think, I don't know when it would be, but I think maybe we see a year or two of him here along with Messi and some other stars that are kind of going into this. Like, I know there was Luka Muldrick, um, some linkage there. So I think you're going to maybe see maybe that finally the MLS can give them things, maybe not so much money and tam and gam and designate a player kind of stuff because they you know but they're doing it in a sneaky way to go hey we can get you this brand or all these things um similar to the beckham deal yes where he was gonna you know he got the discount on the on the club right for miami uh look if you if you're saying that in a year or two Ronaldo's going to be over here with Messi, I don't want it at this point no ronaldo's 37 38 messi's getting 35 36 
And he's the one and, I'd want to see here. Yeah, uh, yeah, because Messi's yeah. younger too, and right. he's better, and he uh, doesn't have as much pro- uh, problematic behavior. So, w- what I would look at is this was the last chance, right? This was the last chance to get a Ronaldo, and to be honest, this is the last chance to get Messi. And mm. at this point, I think the ship has sailed on both of them coming here. Um, now, when Mbappe now, joins us next year, that'll be insane. <laughs> oh, yeah. He wants, you know, he's scouting the U.S. before he uh, for before he's the gonna World go Cup. Play he's he's going to play at all the stadiums. Yeah, <laughs> SKC also re-signed Graham Zuzi, Roger Espinoza, and uh, Andre Ofantis. They signed a defensive midfielder, Namanja Radoja from Levante. This team should be better than last year. <laughs> Right? Like that that's the thing. They were so bad because of injuries to their big DPs. Um, and at that point it was pretty much too late to do anything. I I think this team rebounds. I think this team well, I'll save it for our actual review, but I'm feeling pretty good about SKC going into next year or this year, I guess. They're gonna spend money this January. Like that's clear. They were gonna go spend the whole house on Cristiano. So they're going to bring in talent, and I, I think it's going to be good talent. I think you're right, Jordan. I think this team's due for a bounce back, and maybe in a big way. We've got LA Galaxy. So they've lost Kevin Cabral, which most people see as a plus. They lost Derek Williams, and they lose Cameron Dunbar. Uh, Jonathan Bond signs a contract extension. That's all we've really got on LA Galaxy so far um that is who i would have thought the ronaldo was being linked to there right not skc but to be honest not much to talk about la galaxy right now they've kind of shed some of the dead weight i feel like off this roster but they need to actually really bring in some big big difference makers jordan i didn't know this until today i was thinking to extra time um I'd forgotten this story broke they, they've been fined a million dollars uh for their shenanigans with tam and gam and they can no longer sign uh, anybody, I think, um, in the summer transfer window. So they have to do it in January. They've got a ban on, I think, the transfer window in the summer, which they can't make any signings in the summer. And I think that that's big because I think they're shopping. I thought they had two DP spots, I thought. Am I wrong? Like, I feel like I they think had so. two. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think they, they were one team that was playing without a DP because they were looking for somebody. to, And then they – got saved, somebody took Kevin Cabral, which uh, if you're in the West, you should have just left him alone because it would have just it would have sunk their ship. Um, but instead, they the Rapids decided they thought it was a good idea to move on and grab him. But um, the Galaxy are in a lot of trouble um, off the field, I think on the field too. They've got to figure out the Chicharito and um, what, uh, what the hell is his name? It's, it starts with a J. I always forget his name. Uh, they're See Gevelich, Jovelich. Yeah, Jovelich. Um, yeah. So here's the thing: that million dollar uh, or the fine and all that stuff. That was from uh, just like what 2018, 2019 before, mm-hmm. um, before Vanny even took over. Uh, so for Greg Vanny, it it really sucks for him to come over and now be hamstrung by what chris klein did before and to be honest that's who everybody that is a galaxy fan wants out is chris klein and at this point he's created more problems than it's worth just just cut your losses get rid of him move on to somebody else at a gm spot 
You know who would have been great for that? If they could have pried Garth Lagerway away from Seattle, right? Atlanta beats them to it. I don't know. I think there's more that they that they could do. Uh, you're, you we're almost looking at a Red Bull situation for them where they are just not as relevant as the next team we're going to be talking about, which is LAFC, who won their first MLS Cup uh, this past offseason. They also signed an up-and-coming Croatia forward, uh, Stipe Buke. Signed Honduran defender Daniel Maldonado on loan, and they have a DP spot open. Um, it'll have to be used on bail if he stays after 2023, or does it kick in now? 2023. If he sticks around and signs a new contract, it has to be used on you. So there you go. MLS uh, is so weird with their rules, but yeah, yeah. You know, it's almost time to open up the purse strings a little bit more now that you got the Apple deal, but that's true. Yeah, I don't know. LAFC, uh, look, they're going to be good this year, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, they got a great manager, Trundolo. They've uh, got a spilt squad. Not much to really talk about with them right now. Um, so I'll just say that they're, you know, they're going to be in the hunt again. Yeah, DP spot open. Go spend some money, LAFC, you cheap little punks. <laughs> <laughs> Inter Miami, uh, does he ever come to MLS or is it just smoke? <laughs> Look, uh, they're saying that he's signing a deal with PSG to continue mm-hmm. there, so we won't know this year, I guess. They do have an open DP spot. How will they replace Higuain? And they had the Neville contract extension. So what does that mean for Miami and their direction going forward? I think this club will be another club that's just fine in yeah. the East. Could make the playoffs. Could not. Could yep. make a big splash. Could not. They just made it last year, right? right. You have Nashville coming Young back team. over, so that's yeah. it's going to be a little tough. Yeah. If they don't Young sign team. a big playmaker. But I think in a, in a promising in the situation that they were in. So they got rid of all the fat. Now it's time to build. All right, and I don't Minnesota. mean that as Gonzalo being fat. I don't <laughs> mean to body shame him. He lost weight, okay? Minnesota United. Adrian Heath still at the helm. Ooh. New year, same story. <laughs> Question mark. Defender Zarek Valentin, goalkeeper Clint Irwin, and Donale Henry signed for Minnesota United. Reynoso can't continue to be the only playmaker for Minnesota. This will be an interesting year for them. I like those signings, by the way. Clint, uh, Valentin, and Donale Henry. I really like all three of those signings. But the question is, is it enough to move the needle? And if not, does Heath just continue to stay at the helm? Because I feel like they're just kind of spinning their tires at this point. Yeah. Their big thing is they've just never been able to find that, that finisher. Reynoso is what he is. Um, He's going to be kind of like a honey Mokhtar when healthy and playing well. Um, When he's not, this team is just a disaster. Reynoso had 10 goals. Amaria had nine goals, but Jordan, I just don't think that's enough. It's just not enough as a nine in this league. And they've not ever been able to find that person. So I still think that trend continues. And you're looking at a team that's going to bounce around in the bottom of maybe the playoffs here. And that's what you get with them. Montreal, Hernan Losada is signed as the new manager. I like that move. George Campbell and Aaron Herrera join Montreal. Wilfred Nancy is gone. Um, 
all of these people are gone. Kone, Vanyama, Camacho, Alistair Johnson, Breza, Kiza, all of them are gone from this team. Montreal looking to rebuild with Hernan Losada at the helm. I like the move for the manager. They're going to get very exhausted. They're probably going to get overworked with pressing and All running fat. up the field. But yeah, uh, we'll see how they do there. I I think that they'll definitely regress from last year. I don't think they make the playoffs. No, I don't think they do either. I think this is a weaker team, uh, a lot weaker. And I think there's a lot of other East teams that will bounce above them. So um, this team is in shambles. But Jordan... They got another logo, and this is like their third logo since I've been here too. So them in Houston, it's a lot of fun. This is their second logo. So <laughs> they, they switched to <laughs> the right. they like one, right. and then I've that heard. got huge issues. So they kind of went back to their – we've talked about this when they revealed like it, but yeah. this is much better, by the way. Mm-hmm. I it's like beautiful. this a lot. Did you know the whole Chris Seitz thing, Jordan? I had no idea what went on with him, Losada, and Seitz. When Seitz was with DC, no, what he like? He basically uh, Losada is one of those managers that like weighs his players when they come in each day, and he told him that he was too fat, and then like Seitz went totally dark, like depressed, and like really, yeah, like had to go through a therapist. His wife had to like basically like he'd go in and after practice and just shut the lights off and just sit in darkness, and like it was it was a dark store. I mean, it just was. I'll have to send you the thread, but it just exposed Losada. Um, and then in his interview, Jordan, it was odd. It was like, I want to be a better coach and a better person. And I'm like, that's weird. Like, I don't know if I'd look forward to being there. So this could be a really bad uh, mix here. I don't know what's going to happen. Or maybe let's be hopeful. Maybe he knows he was being maybe a jerk and he wants to be a better coach and a better person. And maybe yeah. he won't do that. Right. Nashville. I like this signing. Fafa mm-hmm. Pico signs with Nashville. They also have... Um, the winger Jacob Schaffelberg joining at Nashville after his loan spell there. And, uh, you know, Nashville with two V's apparently is how Logan spelled it. There, there <laughs> searching we go, baby. for more. <laughs> just Nashville. Honey Mukhtar to be a yeah, Nashville, um, to be more than just Honey Mukhtar as, uh, the leader of the team. You know, he was the MVP this time. They had a little bit of a down season. They got bounced out pretty quickly in the playoffs compared to the year before. Uh, but I like the Fafa Pico signing. I do. I think he may not start, but I mean, he's, he's, that's what they need. They more, they need more depth and more options. Yeah. I still think they're missing a number nine. Like I, I just, this team has just been that it's like Minnesota, like at least they're good defensively uh, Nashville usually. And they've got, they play it. It's really tough to win in Nashville. Whereas Minnesota, it's kind of if here miss, you know, hit or miss with them. Um, whereas Nashville is much more solid. But they're going back to the East Jordan, and that's a huge move. That's probably the biggest storyline of the offseason for them. <laughs> going back to the weakest. What happened? They're like, now? thank God. Oh yeah, they're like, back gosh, to the this East. is a, this is like cake cupcake league over on this side. So. Yeah, yeah, I think they'll be good. Revolution. Bobby Wood joins the Revolution from RSL. Uh, goalkeeper uh, Jordi Petrovic signs a long-term contract with the Revs, and they signed a U.S. national, U.S. youth national prospect Santiago Santiago Suarez at the Revolution. Only thing I'd worry about this is just the the Bobby Wood signing's fine. It just kind of falls back on that 
like Bruce Arena signing his, you know, players Warmers. that were relevant yeah. for the U.S. five yeah. years ago, <laughs> instead the ones of that didn't qualify. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, instead of moving on for different uh, things, so I guess we'll see. They're a sinking ship. <laughs> they, yeah. Carlos Hill is really it. I, mean, I, I do think they rebound from last year, but I don't better. think it'll be yeah. like I don't think they're supporter shield contenders no. like they were when they won it. No, I don't think they're anywhere close, to be honest. New York Red Bulls. Uh is the Red Bull system keeping this team from being great? That's Logan's question he put on there. Corey Burke added from the union. Uh, but is it enough for the attack? Aaron Long is still a free agent, by the way. Um, which is what I wanted to talk about as well. Tom Bogert just posted 36 minutes ago. They're expecting a decision soon. Long has narrowed down his list of two MLS clubs, offers from Liga Mekis, Cruz Azul, and Monterey, and a few European clubs, including two in England. He has rejected an offer from Saudi Arabia. Ronaldo is after yeah, they were like, like we couldn't like get him. long. We have to go Ronaldo. <laughs> I can score on him in practice. This will be fun. This um, seems a mess, huh? Like, not a mess, but like, I just feel like their signings are just so eh all the time. Like, ever since I've been watching the league, it's just kind of like, yeah. Well, Corey Burke will score goals for them, but he's not going to be. Yeah, you know, he was great last year. Corey Burke was for yeah. the Union, probably one of his best seasons with the club. Um, but it's not enough to move the needle. Uh, he'll score goals for the Red Bulls, but it's not like a Vela or Chucho or it's not the type of players they should be right. signing. Right. This is a good. This would be a good signing for them if he's going to be bench, mm-hmm. and then they go out and get a big striker. Yep. But I feel like it's going to be more like he's going to be their starting nine. Hundred percent. Totally agree. It's like the Frankie Amaya deal. Like go go get somebody else's outcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, NYCFC. So they have to replace Moxie, Tati, Air, Tinnerholm, uh, Sean Johnson, and Alexander Kalins are free agents. The stadium is coming to Queens. And Nick Cushing is officially the head coach in 2023. His interim tag is gone. I think this team will still be competitive because they're consistently competitive. But They've lost a lot. It's going to be tough. I'm still going to say they probably finish ahead of Red Bull. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a good shout. Um, I have to remember that when we do our previews because now I'm probably going to like change my mind on stuff. Yeah, I don't think you will with them, though, just because I think – and they've got an infusion of money whenever they want it. So they do have money to spend, even though they don't play in a soccer stadium yet. It, 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 it feels – Jordan like they're getting serious uh, which is kind of scary because we thought they were serious and they played pretty well they've won an MLS Cup they've done everything that they needed to do they've had guys like David Villa um, good player scummy human but like I mean that just kind of seems to be their thing they're going to go find some talent and again this might be a little bit of an off year for them but I think they'll still be pretty competitive To your club, Orlando City. So they have a DP spot open as they have a new contract for Perea. Um, can Cara and Torres hit the next level? Here's who they lose, though. They lose Alexander Pato. They lose Pereira. They lose Urso Jr., Ruan, and Motino. And uh, are they in a retool or rebuild? 
might depend on the Will family spending money on the roster. They did win the Open Cup last season. They'll be in Champions League in early March. Um, they were the only one to get drawn with the Liga Mekki side, so that's probably done for them. But your thoughts, on I'm really interested in your thoughts because for me, as a fan who I'm a union fan, but you know, I have a soft spot for Orlando as mm-hmm. I lived there and got to see them start up that first year. And since you're down there with them and my viewpoint is they've lost a lot and I'm not sure they sign enough players to make this team competitive for a playoff spot this year, which they almost lost last year, a playoff spot. Um, so I want to get your thoughts on what you feel the trajectory of this Orlando club is. Cause some of those questions you put on there is how I feel like you're probably feeling. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a whole lot of question marks, right? Uh, if you're an Orlando city fan, I mean, they just gutted a lot of the veteran presence they had. Uh, they're really going to miss Urso junior. Um, he was a staple of this club, a leader. Um, I think a deserving captain, whenever he was on the pitch, even though he didn't wear the armband uh, as much, um, you lose a guy like Uan, who's, I mean, just a lightning bolt. Joao Moutinho, I mean, there were shouts before he got hurt a couple of years ago that he'd be gone into Europe um, because he's been so talented and playing really well. Um, but, and then they're, you know, now they're linked to guys like Martin Ojeda, who's a pretty good Argentine winger. Um, they, they look to be shopping in the Argentinian league um, for really good talent, young talent. I think that the Will family is willing to spend money, which is nice, Jordan. I think that's what we look forward to was an NFL owner coming in willing to spend money. Um, and I think they're willing to do it. It looks like they're willing to write a check. They said, uh, and Tom Bogart has reported that uh, Orlando is ready to spend big money in this January, January transfer window, which is really cool and exciting for Orlando fans. But there's just so many questions up in the air. What does that look like when they're spending money? Eric Carr, I don't think, is that number nine that you really get excited for. I think that's where they kind of struggle still is obviously goal scoring and creation chances. Um, it, you know, Araujo is going to be really good in this league, I think, um, who was one of their guys that they signed last year. Um, I, I think he's got a chance to be really special. Um, it, it just, it, they've got some good Cartagena. Uh, or um, I, I just, there's some interesting pieces, but I think that this is just a huge question mark down here in Orlando. So I guess we'll see. Facundo Torres looks like he's going to be special, but I don't know if he's special enough. Yeah, they're kind of a just not a very sexy team. No. Orlando. Very gritty. Philadelphia Union. Sexy. Phil. Jim Curtin. Are they uh, are they going to run it back with the same guys? The window is now. And Basio and Wagner, are they here all season or do they make a move? Is it MLS Cup or bust with the current guys? I don't think they get close to MLS Cup this year. I mean, I guess it depends what we mean by close. I think they could get in the playoffs and get to the Eastern Conference final again, if that even exists, right? I mean, <laughs> right. one yeah. thing we haven't really talked about yet is that the playoffs – are looking to be changed to the world cup format, which sucks. Sucks a lot. Um, so look, th- that changes a lot for a lot of these teams. And we'll do a full preview on that when we get actual rules for the postseason. Hopefully they come out with those rules before the season starts, because sometimes they like to wait until like October to be like, Oh yeah, this is what we're doing for the playoffs this year. So let's, <laughs> let's hope that we get, 
some sort of information on how this is actually going to work, how it's actually going to play out. Because a lot of these teams uh, might get just totally knocked out in this stupid group stage that they're planning on doing. Uh, so maybe maybe they won't get close to MLS Cup because it's going to be totally different. I don't know. But I think they'll be competitive. I think they have a good shot for winning the East again um, on the table side of things. But I think their biggest challengers are probably going to be somebody like a Nashville, Cincy, or NYCFC is kind of what I would probably think of. Um, yeah. Anything on Philly for you, Logan? Very weak East. This is easily Philadelphia's conference, well, no matter what Jordan wants to say. Um, I just don't see – NYCFC got weaker. I don't think Cincinnati really does anything special and maybe loses Brandon Vasquez, which would be big for them. I think they – honestly, Jordan, I think they might be a little worse off than they were, but we'll see. I might be wrong. Um, Nashville, I think what you said might be right. I think they might be the biggest contenders this year. Um, could you imagine if Nashville goes and adds a special player – Another one that would be like, oh, okay, now they're serious contenders with the Union. But this Union team is just so damn deep. Um, I do feel like if they lose in Baizo or if you have to go lose Kai Wagner, you're going to replace them with really good players. The young guys are starting to play well. Um, I think McLenn gets more involved this year uh, and looks even more talented uh, than he did probably last year. Um, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think the Union are just top class. I, I just think they're a well-run organization that just doesn't have – He's off years anymore. So, hope not. All right. Portland Timbers. Giovanni Savarese signs a long term extension until 2025 with club option for 2026. We, we might want to reevaluate the term long term extension. That's two years. Uh, that's what, so that's what MLS says. So I'm just, I know. It. No, I I'm not getting at you. I'm yeah. talking about how we talk about this stuff. Like, if, if I mean, MLS if it's is- Houston, that is pretty long, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. That's an eternity. You know, I just think of like when I see like I do too, like you know, that's two seasons, right? Um, with an option for a third. When you're looking at like the Padres signing Rafael Devers for like 13 13 years or Bogarts for 13 years, that's That's... long term. This is uh, short term. Um, they are signing, uh, or they did sign Brazilian attacking midfielder Evander. Uh, signs from uh, Michelin. Uh, and then they also extend Claudio Bravo and Felipe Mora. I think Portland's going to see, uh, I think they should be better than last yep. year. I think they have a good chance of being a really good team. But uh, if they falter again, I think maybe that's when you can see maybe Sabarese getting the axe. Evander's going to be a special. From Timber player, Joey. Yeah. <laughs> Evan- Sorry. Uh, Timber Joey. Yeah, I'm just sure what you said. Evander's going to be special in this league, kind of like that Hani Mukhtar-ish kind of signing, I think. So pretty excited to see what he does with the Timbers. RSL. Can Demir Krylock return to a version of himself that carries the RSL team back to the playoffs? Uh, who gets the goals for this team? Don't ask us. How do Don't they replace us. Aaron Herrera and solidify the back line? They have two open DP spots. Will ownership spend? I think one way you can probably solidify that back line is by signing somebody like Aaron Long, who is a free agent, or you have yep. Alexander Collins, who's out there. Like there, there's options in the free agent market where you don't have to go and see mm-hmm. if this person can adapt to MLS. And that's a question of, you know, are they willing to fork over the cash for somebody like Collins, who 
I would assume wouldn't be super expensive, but you never know. Um, look, they're going to be probably mid-table is kind of how I feel about RSL at this point until they make more moves that we can kind of get a better grasp on. Yeah, same. Agreed. Uh, they need to spend money, and that's been their that's been the whole story ever since this rebrand, Jordan, and reculture that they did. They're like, all right, we're going to spend a lot of money and be ready for it. They still have it. So, I mean, they lose Rusnak last year. They don't bring anybody in. They got Krylock hurt, and now he's probably – kind of like a, it sounds bad, but like a Sebastian Blanco where he's just never going to be the same again, just because the age, I think. So uh, this could be a really bad year for RSL if it goes that direction quickly. Um, and, and you guys can blame Jordan. It fell apart when he went. So They were doing so well. when oh, I They really were. <laughs> they were like a top team. San Jose. Can Lucci finally turn this team around? Mm. Um, or... Uh, or not. <laughs> Can or not. Cade Cow take a step forward or will he be a minor player in 2023 once again? And can they find a way to defend better in 2023? That's an understatement. They need to defend way better. Yeah. In 2023. Second worst of the <laughs> 69 goals last year, guys. Come on. If they defend just better and it gets yeah. to like 50, they're still in problem. They're still right. in trouble. They're you still, gotta defend yeah. way better. <laughs> uh, look, I don't think team's gonna go far this year no. at all i'm not really looking at san jose as a relevant team going into 2023 you know who they need they need to sign a manager more on the lines of like tiago almada like or uh, not tiago. <laughs> i was gonna uh, say what they're gonna say yeah, yeah right <laughs> yeah no well, that's not what i meant god dang it i screwed that up um almeida is where i wanted to go with that joke but right 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 tiago almada might be an improvement for lucci though <laughs> i don't know lucci's lucci's fine okay jordan um, says the guy that doesn't want him coaching the u.s men's national team <laughs> well well yeah i mean i don't want him coaching the u.s national team now tab ramos i don't want tab ramos coaching the u.s national team uh give me you know give me, uh, somebody somebody else seattle sounders They've won the Champions League. That, believe it or not, was this past season. Um, Will they have more focus and energy in the MLS regular season? Their core is kind of getting up there in age, so it's going to be some problems. Will they gel better as a team and become the super team many thought they were capable of? Goals were hard to come by, whether it was injuries uh, or chances created. How do they fix it? Well, how do they fix it? Who did they just sign to help? score goals um i'm looking i had it somewhere originally it was on one of these teams that we were just talking about um but they made a signing all right tell, give me your thoughts and i'll look it up i, I totally blanked yeah i blanked too because i i know who it is but i can't think of who it is um i know that i like you said, I think they signed him there, right? We tweeted was. that out. Yeah, yeah. So that's a big sign, and that can help them score goals. Yeah, it helps them score goals. The creation of chances is the biggest concern. Nico Ladero is not the old Nico Ladero. Um, I, I don't know, Jordan. I like I, I think you hit it right on the head. Is they're just an aging core, and you don't have much longer. Um, one injury in this season's derailed. Like I, I just feel like that's their kind of. Like Rui Diaz was just not healthy last year. Rusnak was not as healthy last year, I don't think. It's just this run of games that they're going to have to play. They're going to have to do the same thing again because they're going to go after that Club World Cup. So uh, 
I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not too confident that Seattle are going to have that huge bounce back. I think this is, you're looking more at like a, a four or five, I think realistically. Um, and if they're healthy, maybe a two or three. So uh, I just don't see them staying healthy the whole year. I, I think they've got some good pieces coming back. I think Joao Pedro's back and healthy again. Um, but man, that's a long list of if, if they're healthy, if they're healthy, if Jordan Morris is healthy, if this is healthy, Nico's healthy, they're just older guys and it's hard to stay on the pitch. So Big, big question mark. If they stay healthy, this can be a decent team. If not, it's going to be kind of that same thing last year, I think. St. Louis, a team that we have nothing about right now, really, because they have not played a game. What does a competitive season for St. Louis look like as a new team to the league? Expansion is different for everyone. That's completely true. We saw Austin have a really struggle first season. They came back the second season very strong. Um, we saw Atlanta start off very hot in their expansion in 20, like whatever year that was, 2018, 2017, whatever it was. Um, so they have some DPs, uh, they have a German midfielder, Edward Lewin. They also had, uh, Brazilian forward, João Klaus. Um, I don't know much about them. So, and how can they adapt to this league? Uh, that's the question. And I don't think we have an answer right now for St. Louis. Yeah, Jacques Klaus comes from Belgium, I think. And then uh, it appears that Edward Lowen was uh, with Bundesliga. Like, he's played Bundesliga quite a bit, two and one. Um, with Augsburg, he's played with Bochum. So, I, I just, I, like you said, Jordan, um, what are the expectations? I think this team, I think, honestly, when you're an expansion team, unless you're like a Miami, that you're going to come in and try to spend a lot of money and hope that goes well, and it didn't. Um, I think you just come in and hope that like you're competitive. Uh, and with this fan base, I think this team will have an easier time getting up off the ground than a team maybe like Cincinnati. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they build. St. Louis always builds good sports teams. So I think you're going to have the same thing here. Um, let's just see what they're made of. I have no idea what their team's going to look like, what formation they're going to play. Um, but I do know that that stadium is beautiful. The fans are fantastic. I think this St. Louis team is going to be a nice little addition to whatever conference they end up in in the next couple of years. <laughs> Toronto FC. Ken Insigne and Bernadeschi make a huge splash in 2023. Uh, they definitely have to be better defensively, but they have done. Have they done enough to solidify the backline issues? Um, well, guess what? They got Matt uh, they got Matt Hedges. So that's pretty good. If they struggle, does Bob Bradley get the sack? I'm going to say no on that one right there i think that this team should actually be way better than last Mm. year and i think they will be i think that this has a this team has a chance to sneak into a playoff spot yeah with the guys that they have bernard eschi and signe they signed matt hedges who's a great defender um i think they're trying to solidify that back line as much as possible i don't think they're a top team in the east yet but i think they could get there jordan i think you could see this team in a four or five position easy so um, and who knows what they'll add in January. So they could go add a couple more talented players. Um, and it's tough to play a BMO. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Toronto. I really think they're going to be exciting and surprising. So I think this will be a good team. And our last team, Vancouver. Does Brian White step up as the goal scorer for this team? How much will Cavallini's absence make an issue for the club? And is this a playoff or bust type of season? 
It should be. They've they've really not been fulfilling uh-huh. the potential that they have. Um, so if they don't make the playoffs this season, they they have to do something to kind of show that they're willing to make some changes to this team because they have been probably. Here's what I here's how I would say this to you, Logan. Has there been a more irrelevant team since you started covering the league than the Vancouver Whitecaps? I mean San Jose, but like, but yes, no, there really hasn't, Jordan. Because but San Jose even had are high. and it had right. Almeida yeah. and it had the chaos. Yeah. No, you're this, right. This yeah. has this team has like expectations that this they've set and they sixth spot in 2021, ninth spot last year. You're right. Like it's just like what are you doing? Like you you you're there. You're right there, and then you're just like. Uh, you know what? <laughs> like you go and get Caicedo in 2021. Great signing. Love it. But now this year you, you lose Cavallini, who's been their staple for, I think 60 some odd games. He's pretty special, but he's got some issues. I think they were trying to work out. It didn't work out. Brian white, Jordan, you and I were talking about this, that he could be that sneaky dark horse for a number nine spot on the U S men's national team. He freaking like they, Jordan they, last year. I think they went like some 10 odd games without a win. Or something stupid. Like it was, it was just. It just feels like Vancouver, like you said, is just there, but they're not there. So, no, you're right. I agree with you. Irrelevant to the max. Yep. Uh, well, that's all of the MLS clubs, right? We didn't skip yeah. any. No, I got them all. I mean, Atlanta wasn't there yet, but uh, we got them in there. So, okay, here you go. So this happened. I'm not sure. This was news. earlier today. Yes, the the Charlotte did sign Burnley's oh, yeah. um, Ashley Westwood. That's who it was, Westwood. I couldn't think of the guy's name. 32-year-old defender. What are they? What is it with them and old defender? Like, I think Fuchs is gone, right? Like, he retired? I don't know, did he? I don't think I, so. I, I thought so. I thought on Twitter he'd said he was retiring from soccer. I'm pretty Maybe sure he's still there. Did I dream that? Yeah, you dreamed it because he's still active. Okay. I thought I, for some reason, must have, I don't know. But no, Jordan, you know what what I was thinking, though? Like, there are a lot of teams that are, like, losing players that have been, like, staples to their teams. Like, just state, like, Sean Johnson, the fact that he's not signed yet for NYCFC is crazy. Artur's gone from Columbus. Mavinga's gone from Toronto. Like, there's just a lot of guys. Like, Urso's gone from Orlando. Like, there's just guys that are just, like, no longer with teams that they've been with. Cavallini that have been with their teams forever. Um, just kind of like, hey, you know, this is it for me. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, we'll see how it continues uh, in the offseason here because a lot of these teams need a lot of help, um, specifically the East, right? The West, we feel pretty probably – standard about lafc will be up there their teams um, are improving i think minnesota will be competitive Portland's uh, portland will be competitive seattle's mm-hmm. going to be competitive but when you look at clubs like crew who have a new manager montreal who have a new manager how are they going to be right um Orlando charlotte destroying their in their team. second year how are they yeah. going to be uh it's going to be very interesting to see how this shakes out for the crew the or sorry the union could like win this conference by like march 
I don't think so. No, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But like, I mean, look at the teams. I mean, Red Bull. Yeah, I think they'll be competitive. They might be it. Like they and NYCFC, I guess, because they just spend money. But Nashville will be good. Oh, that's right. I, I just keep forgetting that Nashville is there. So, or uh, two early predictions, Jordan. Uh, which team are you most excited to see this year? based off of the moves that they've made. Or like, maybe, no, that's not the right question. Which team are you most excited about the direction that they're heading in in 2023? Because I've got mine. Um, you want me to go first, then you can think about it. I think I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Okay. I, I just like Albright and Noonan, so I think that they'll continue their upward trajectory. I'm most excited for Atlanta United, Jordan. I've got... <laughs> Garth I almost Lagerboy. said that, but I felt like that was going to yeah. be yours. Yeah, I feel like Garth is just, man, what a signing that is. Like, that is massive. Um, between he and Wilfred Nancy, like, those are the two big highlights, I think, of the offseason. Um, I think Wilfred Nancy could do some special things. Crew's got some young players, and that's what he likes. So um, I'm looking forward to both those two teams. And I, I just want to highlight DC again. I, I like yeah. a lot of their signings they made, but it's just the question of will they – put it together right because they need more than that but if they go out and get klish as well i i really like that offseason fontes yeah that's a good little mix yeah yeah because that's the thing taxi fontes came in uh immediate impact to the point of where i I, if he continues the way he's going taxi taxi fontes is an mvp candidate with Mm -hmm. how well he came in and immediately scored what like 10 12 goals yeah really quickly um yeah so We'll see uh, on how that shakes out for them. But look, what I will say is, before we go, this Apple TV deal, I'm very excited for it because you know what was very frustrating last night, Logan? Uh, Is watching Red Zone. Yeah, NFL sucks. And then they're like, well, we can't show you the rest of this overtime game. So if it's playing on your local Fox, turn it on. And if it's not, you're SOL. So I... uh, it wasn't playing on my local Fox. So I was not able to watch the rest of the overtime. And I was like, thank God that if anything happens this season, if a game's on Fox, if a game is on whatever, we are able to just watch it on the Apple MLS app, which by the way, has a price. Was it like a hundred? Yeah, I think it was like 109 or Discount if you already have Apple TV. So yeah. I'm, I, I think I, I have Apple TV Plus, so I'm yeah. getting this for like 75, 80 bucks, Same. something like yeah. that, uh, which is a great deal for me. And uh, we also get League's Cup. Don't forget that. You get League's Cup and you get this. And the schedule came out, Logan. So we'll probably talk about that next week. I think we should yeah. probably put uh, next week having schedule, what games we're really highlighting on the map already. Um, but this one was good to kind of catch up on all the news. That yeah, and there will be transfers that we can cover. Next yes, there will be more updates. There will be a lot of transfers. And I guess at some point we'll know some more information on the U.S. men's national team January Braggy. friendlies and the roster for that yeah. and a potential. I think it'll be in the next. Like, like still managing or not. Yeah. If I had to put money on it, Jordan, I think we'll know within the next week what's going on. I hope so. All right. Well, I guess that about wraps us up here. If you want to give us a follow, we're at Stateside Show on all of our platforms. Thank you all for watching or listening, and we'll catch you next time breaking down that schedule. Tomorrow, 
throwing his body in, it's going to fall for Ibrahimovic! Oh, come on! Come on! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. men's national team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.